Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Selena. Together, we are moms to five children, including two sets of twins. At Tweet Dreams, we are passionate about helping families achieve the peaceful night's rest they deserve because we were formerly overwhelmed and sleep deprived ourselves. We love nothing more than helping families achieve their specific sleep goals. So the whole family can be rested and thriving. On this podcast, you'll not just hear about sleep-related topics. We'll chat about how it started, where we are today, and the experiences that have shaped us as mothers of twins. We hope you'll enjoy listening to the ups and downs, the highs and lows, and everything in between. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Twin Life with Tweet Dreams. We are here today to talk about maternity leave. Hey, Stelina. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? I'm great. Always excited to be here to chat. Uh, I really look forward to recording days and yeah, let's get into it. So today we're going to talk about maternity leave. We were both working moms, right? Yes. Um, When we got pregnant, things like that. So we're going to share kind of those experiences, you know, hopefully some tidbits can be taken away from this, from our own personal experiences. But yeah, so I think just comparatively speaking, I had 12 weeks home after the birth and you had more than that, right? I had 20 weeks. So I had um, five months, which was great. You know, it's definitely more than the norm, I think, um, which I was super grateful for. So basically I got four months from my job that was given. So that's already more than typical. And after that, I got a month from the state. So a little bit different process, but I was able to get another four weeks paid from the state, which was amazing. And it still didn't feel like long enough, truthfully. But, you know, I was super happy with that time frame for maternity leave. But with that being said, it was still like so, so hard for me to go back to work, leave the twins. I still felt like I was recovering to a certain degree, um, you know, physically and mentally. You know, I was definitely better, but I didn't feel like fully healed from you know, everything. Um, I definitely felt like I could have used some more time, which, you know, in other countries, actually, they they do give more time in other countries. And I totally um, understand why. And I think that's amazing. So yeah, I was working um, in Boston. So I I live in Massachusetts. And um, I used to commute by train to work every day, which was, you know, good and bad. And I want to also say that I went back to work. It was still pandemic times when my twins were born. So when I was pregnant, you know, I was still working from home completely. And then it kind of all happened at the same time, right? So people started going back to work full time and I was coming back from maternity leave. So I guess it was good and bad because it was kind of good in the sense like, all right, well, I've been on maternity leave, so I haven't been working But also when we go back, as in me and everybody else from working from home, everybody was kind of going back at the same time. So I, I kind of felt like, all right, it's, it's you were like odd man out. Exactly. That's, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. So I remember it was just like so much um, planning, you know, from a childcare standpoint, we had the nanny in place, but I was honestly just feeling like really sad um, to go back. I just didn't really want to leave the twins. I am like a little bit of a control freak. So I was worried, you know, about not being 
home for them and not being able to like manage their sleep and their eating and everything. But at the same time, I knew it would be good for me to go back to work. Can I ask, like, did you like your job? Sure. So I did like my job. So I was working there for six years. I used to be in private equity. Um, I really liked my job. I liked my group, you know, with any job, you know, there's ups and downs and everything. It was definitely more of like a male dominated industry. So, you know, I didn't have too many people like asking me how my maternity leave was when I went back or anything like that. But that's fine. I was there for six years and I really did enjoy it. I liked that I worked in a city because I liked, you know, that aspect of it not only going to work every day, but being able to like step out, be in a big city, grab a coffee, um, you know, even Mm -hmm. do a couple errands if I needed to, you know, everything was just like at the door, you know, when you walk out of the door in a big city, you can, you can do anything. And I, I really loved that because, um, I used to live in the city back in the day and then I moved to a suburb. So working in the city kind of still like, I still was able to experience that like city life, I guess, if you will. Um, so I, I really liked that, but it didn't, you know, change the fact that I was still like really nervous to go back. I hadn't been there for five months. Like, you know, mm-hmm. a lot can happen in that time. Um, somebody else was obviously doing my job or taking care of the stuff that I wasn't doing while I was on maternity leave. And it was like after pandemic time. So there was just like so much change overall. But you know, we decided that I would go back to work, you know, there was a, a lot of great benefits um, at my job, aside from, you know, you know, the payment and everything. Um, I had like a lot of great benefits. And I, I said to myself, you know, I have to I have to do this, I have to go back, I want to go back and try it. And, you know, then go from there. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really interested to to hear about that. I mean, everybody's experience is so different. Um, <clears throat> you know, we're in the States. So we are very at the mercy of what our individual state is doing and our employer. I know there's some states that have like up the ante here where, you know, moms can stay home for six months, which I think is huge. Right. But unfortunately that was not my experience. And I even took five weeks off pre-birth. I don't know if I shared that yet. I remember you saying that just the amount of like physical discomfort I was in, um, in the commute that I had, it was pretty laborious, you know, like a long drive, et cetera, that my doctor felt comfortable writing me out. So you tack that, you know, you only get so much. And so you have to tack that on to, you know, short-term disability, uh, FMLA, or just, you know, straight up unpaid leave. So yeah, it's it's really difficult to bring a brand new human times two into the world and then just come back 12 weeks later like nothing happened. Exactly. You know? It's like, and what just I happened? Don't know about, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I had brain fog like day one of pregnancy. So it was like after they came out, like I still, I still feel like I'm not as quick and sharp as I used to be. Oh, I, I've lost some brain cells, but you know, I know maybe I, I've gained I, some I, in other areas. I'm not <laughs> sure, but yeah, I'm definitely, I definitely ap- apologize to my own mother a couple of times. I'm like, I'm sorry. I was so hard on you. Like oh it's hard out here, but yeah, I just remember going back. Um, so funny story. I went back at 12 weeks. It was January something. And, you know, at 12 weeks, we still have somewhat you know, newborns over here. So definitely up feeding twice a night, 
trouble getting down for bed, etc. I my husband and I were taking shifts at this point. So he would typically do the first shift because like by eight o'clock, I was like dead meat. I was like, I have to go to bed. Like I can't, mm-hmm. he would go like stay up till 11. I'm like, he's a different animal over there. But um, so anyways, I would do the first shift from like eight to one. I would get up and pump and then we would switch. So we would each get like roughly five hours of dedicated sleep. So we knew like, unless there was an emergency, like do not come wake me up. But the night before I went back to work, we switched because I was like, I want to get a dedicated amount of sleep like before I get up and get ready for work. Right. So I did the first stretch. We switched. I went to sleep in my room and I woke up like two hours later with a stomach virus. No. Oh, the worst. Yeah, I know. And so I had to call in sick the first day back. I'm sure you were... (laughs) I'm like, I swear to God, (laughs) I'm not making this up. Like, I am coming back because truth be told, people do resign. Oh, yeah. All the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like they think we could do it and and you just can't make it work, which is fine. But I was like, I am coming back. And so that was like the first night I actually or the the second night, you know, nobody wants the stomach bug. So I was left alone and I actually got to like sleep. Because we already had like the care in place. So anyways, I, I always laugh like that's the first time I slept through the night was when I was vomiting. It's hysterical <laughs> and, you know, the best way Ironic. possible. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah, but a little bit about me and going back. I think it's like very relatable. You know, I had like a 25 minute commute. I would drive. I remember going back and being like, I'm going to work 730 to 4 30 like I'm not gonna take a lunch which mm-hmm. I think is like against like the rules but nobody seemed to care I was like I I need to like get in get out like I have these tiny humans at home I haven't slept you know um and then to add like an extra layer is I was pumping so when I think about my maternity my my, my return to work it's all flooded with memories of pumping and it's actually sort of traumatic and I I'm sure like it's sad and like people can relate to this, but you know, I've got like my backpack with my laptop. I've got like my lunch and I have this giant bag with all my pump parts, et cetera. Cause I said before, like, don't forget a pump part because you're screwed. You're so but, screwed if you forget yeah. it and then you have to go back. Oh my gosh. Right. It's the worst. And so I had this like giant bag. And so I'm still producing milk every three hours. I was like a cow. Stelina, like we'll talk more about feeding, breastfeeding, and just what that looked like for me. But I produced so much milk. And so it was like three hours like clockwork. But I and this is like a I don't know, like a, a well-established company. It had like a hundred thousand hundred thousand employees at the time. You would think they would have some things in place to take care of new mothers. No. I had to pump in like a supply closet. I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Like, don't they have to have a room by law? Uh, Again, I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's like varies by state or employer or whatever. We can look into that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let us know if you're listening. Like, what's up with this? Not to interject, I didn't pump at work, um, but I know that at at my workplace, there was a designated room um, for nursing mothers that other nursing mothers had used. So, 
in my state anyway, it was like that. I'm not saying it's like that everywhere, you know, small business places versus large and stuff like that. But I know it was there for me if I had needed it, but continue. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's amazing. Like, that's exactly what I needed. Instead, I'm just in this supply closet where I was able to lock the door, but like, it was almost like an afterthought. Like I, it wasn't even something HR helped me with. It was like a coworker that he was like, oh, you could just do it in there. And I was like, okay, Mm. you know, and then on top of that, I have to go. And I even brought this stuff up to my employer. I don't work there anymore, obviously, but I was like, this is unacceptable. I'm standing here in like a communal kitchen, washing my bottles you know, having to store this in a, you know, refrigerator next to somebody's chicken pot pie. Mm. Like it just felt yucky. And again, sort of male dominated, like it's such an afterthought. And so it really rubbed me the wrong way and has a lot to do with why I stopped at six months because I just felt like it was impossible. It's like your third job. Like you're a mother, you work for your employer and you're pumping. So yeah, a pumping mom will say that it's how much time is invested into this. I used an app called pump log. I loved it. It was very basic bare bones uh, app. I still have it. And I don't even know how long, like it'll accumulate, like how much time you've spent pumping. And it was like 75 years or something. It was like (laughs) crazy. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, we can talk a little bit more kind of like you have a lot to share. So since you had those 20 weeks, you can actually start to look into sleep training, right? And that's Uh, what I did. Exactly. (laughs) And here we are today, but at 12 weeks, I didn't have those options, right? I mean, a three month old we're not sleep training a three month old. And so it doesn't line up with going back to work, but yours sort of did. And that's a goal that you had. So talk to me about that. Hey, twin mom, we see you. When we say we get it, we really do. At Tweet Dreams, we are a team of sleep consultants who are also raising twins at home. Our twin sleep coaching packages are specifically tailored to your babies, making the journey of teaching independent sleep as stress-free as possible. Trust our years of experience working with twins so that you can feel relieved that the answers lie with us. Start by booking your free discovery call to learn more because we can't wait to meet you and help you with your sleep goals. You can find the link to book your call in the show notes. It was. So, you know, I feel like with maternity leave, you know, you are able to sleep a little bit more sometimes, maybe depending on your situation, you know, you don't have to get up to go to work. Um, In my situation, I didn't. So I was kind of like, all right, I'm just going to cross this bridge when I get to it with the sleep. I'm going to cross this bridge when I get to it. I'll figure it out once it's close enough. And then, you know, five months sounds like a long time, but it goes by in a snap. So when the girls were four months, I started thinking about it. I was researching online, you know, following some accounts on Instagram, trying to figure out what I was going to do. I was so overwhelmed. I was still trying to figure out how to take care of twins. I could not bring myself to read a book about it. I would browse online a little bit. I would get so confused because there's so many different methods, so many different ways to do things, um, so many different schools of thought. So, and with twins too, that just like adds another layer. So I was like, all right, let me, you know, maybe research a little bit more and see like if somebody can help me do this. 
I was following some accounts on Instagram and um, one of them had said that she had used you um, and she was giving you great reviews and she was a fellow twin mom. And I was like, all right, this is what I need. Like I need somebody who had twins, somebody who I don't have to explain to like that part, because I just, I, I don't have enough time to, to do that. And, um, well, and you said that like you guys had connected because her twins were six months ish older than yours. So you'd kind of like followed yes. her journey. Yes. So I had, um, followed her on Instagram. Her twins are like six months older than mine. It was great. We connected, um, because we had twins that had IUGR. So it was like really comforting to talk to her even before I had my twins. So I kind of already trusted this person in advance. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, she's using Tweet Dreams, Lindsay Loring, I'm gonna book a call right now and see if you know, we can figure this out. Um, and you know, the, the free 15 minute discovery calls, like so helpful, like no pressure. I really just needed to like learn more about, you know, if you could help me, you know, what it entailed. I really didn't know much. I kind of just knew like what I had researched online, which was all over the place, honestly. And at this point, my twins were still waking up probably like twice at night to eat very sporadic. Their naps were also very sporadic all over the place. I did not have a schedule. I really, really wanted a schedule. I just didn't know how to do it by myself. Um, I yeah, was trying. And, like, and then going back to work, like, how do you transfer that to somebody else? You're just like, here it is. I, uh, uh, just wing it, you know? Exactly. So. <laughs> and um, it was just a lot for me. So that's when I found you. I call, um, You called me for the, for the free 15-minute discovery call. Um, you made me feel like so much more at ease about it. I, I thought I had, you know, a case that you had never seen before <laughs> or something, you know, like we get that all the time. I am totally with those mamas and, and dad, you know, thinking that, oh God, no one's going to be able to help me here. Like they don't get it. These kids are waking up all the time. Like my kid has colic or a reflux or this or that. And it, there's just like a lot of layers to this onion. I've like totally been there, right? Lindsay, like, I don't even know if you remember our conversation, but I remember it. And I was like, look, they're waking up a lot. I mean, they're only like almost five months. I don't even know if like, this is something that you can help me with. But like, if you can, I'm all ears. I have to go back to work. And yeah, I need I, to like sleep. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember you being like pessimistic or like, skeptical you just seemed like lost like discouraged like I don't even know where to start kind of thing exactly no and I wanted I'm glad I didn't come off pessimistic because I really wanted to believe it I really wanted to believe that you know there was another side to this and my kids weren't going to be like this for like nine months 10 months 12 months a year because I didn't know how I was going to function at work you know in the current state that I was in I mean to go to work, I had to get up, get dressed, get on a train, you know, make myself look people. somewhat presentable. Like I was like, how I'm not doing any of that right now because I'm not sleeping and I'm trying to figure out how to take care of like two kids at night and during the day. So yeah, that's where you came in. And I'm so thankful for that and for you and for everything that has brought me here today. Because clearly I developed an immense passion for baby and toddler sleep and I love it and I'm so obsessed. Um, but yeah, we worked together and I remember, you know, the first couple nights were very difficult, but I think just like having you by my side, being able to text you, 
having the log, having everything written out, because you think you're writing things out for yourself, but unless you're having somebody else look at it, are you really writing things out how you're supposed to? I mean, are you really tracking things the way you're supposed to? I know I wasn't, maybe I thought I was, but mm-hmm. when you gave me like a log and you told me what to track and what not to track, and then you were looking at it, I clearly saw like where I was going wrong because it just, everything was all over the place, all the wake windows. And um, one thing I really remember too, was I was trying to like keep my twins up later so that maybe they would sleep longer or like sleep, you know, past like four or five or something. And I distinctly remember misconception, right? Oh God. It's yes. Very, very common. I remember you telling me like, no, you need to put them to bed at like 645 tonight. And I was like, this girl, like she thinks they're going (laughs) to go to bed at 645 and, and like not wake up at three. Is she crazy? I literally remember saying, I was like, whatever, I'll just do it. Like, we'll see. Well, I'll, I'll show her. I'll I'll prove her wrong. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And then they like slept through the night and I was like, oh my God, I, I, I didn't sleep because I kept waking up being like, no, my monitor must be broken. Like something is amiss here. Um, like I do remember that. Like you were just like, well, they slept, but I didn't. And I'm like, okay, we have to fix that. (laughs) You were like, all right, problem number two. And I (laughs) was still sleeping actually in the room. If you go back and listen to the, the last episode, I talk about how I put a day bed in my twins room because they were twin. Um, I'm sorry, they were, um, sharing the same room and, it just made me feel more comfortable to like have a little day bed in there that I could kind of like rest on. So that was a big thing for me because, you know, my twins were in the NICU and just like being a first time parent, having anxiety about being a mom and having kids that are twins that were early. I honestly would check to make sure they were breathing a lot of the time, Um, you Mm -hmm. know, and I know other parents have done that. And it was just something that I needed to like get over. And you really helped me with that because, you know, you had been there before you had worked with other twins and, you know, just being like the voice of reason over there. Like you're not my mom or my nanny or a friend, like you're a third party. You've been through this. Like, and I remember you being like, you can go sleep in your own room. Like I am giving you permission here. I know the AAP says room share until six months and please follow the AAP guidelines, talk to your pediatrician, but also use common sense too, right? Like you're using a baby monitor. We have all the safety measures in place. Your doctors are telling you your twins are healthy enough to, you know, sleep through the night, like do something for yourself and and try and get some rest in your own room. And I was like, I think she's right. Like, I think I need to to do this. And I remember the first few nights were hard. I didn't even sleep when I was sleeping in my own room. But then when I finally did fall asleep in Mm -hmm. my own bed and fall asleep in my own room and everybody was fine and slept, I felt like a new person. It was just like amazing. And I got like such a high off of it. And then, you know, I continued with the schedule. The girls were pretty young. They were like five months when we sleep trained them. They were almost five months. It was like on the cusp. I called you when they were like in the four month range. And then by the time we started working together, I think by the time we finished, they were like five and change. And I continued forward with the schedule. You know, there's like a lot of schedule changes, you know, in the early days, you know, in the first year, there, there's a lot. And I kind of just immersed myself in that and yeah I think you like even scheduled some like touch base calls some strategy calls and um yeah I like did. the the uh, relationship wasn't like over thank you I think yeah right I mean you'll agree that we support our clients like 
always, right? We're always here as a resource, whether it's a quick DM or an email or just booking a, a paid call or something like that. So yeah, I'm obviously thrilled that that's how the story went and that you're still here and you're part of the team at Tweet Dreams and you're fulfilling your passion, right? Because like you said, it's a hundred percent about the sleep, but it's also like supporting, validating, you know, being that voice of reason for parents that are super tired, right? I agree. And it's just like, you were in my shoes and I feel like that's really important to me. Um, when I was working with you. And I feel like now I can provide that as well to other parents, whether it's twins or not. I mean, I have twins and I have a singleton. So honestly, I can see both sides of that story too. Um, You know, I have twins and then I had another baby. So I've supported people in that circumstance too. And it's just like being able to put it on somebody else's shoulders that you know has been there before that's like willing and able to like kind of like review everything so you don't have to. Um, I feel like that's the best thing I can provide to to other parents. Um, exactly. I, I love doing it. Yeah, I know. We, we both do. And sometimes reading a book, watching a course, et cetera, is just not enough. I find specifically for twin parents because time and time again, people will say, well, I saw the advice, but it's only for one baby and I have two. And so we are really making it our mission to be that resource for the twin mamas, papas, everybody. Yeah, I love that. So, okay, back to maternity leave and like going back to work. So going back to work just made sense for your family at the time, right? Yes, And then at the end of the day, it turned out not being what was best. So talk to me about that. I did go back to work for a few months. And like I said, this was after pandemic time. So I did get to work from home one day a week, um, Fridays, but I did have to commute into the office four days a week. And it was a long commute by door to door, probably an hour. This is not counting train delays, um, if there were any on either end. So I would leave usually before the twins were awake and come home with maybe like 30 to 40 minutes to spare before them going to bed. So that was just like a lot on my heart emotionally. I just felt like I wasn't growing up my kids anymore. Um, so after a couple of months, I, you know, had asked if they could accommodate maybe like a little bit more working from home. I was just trying to like make it work and, um, it didn't work out. So I ended up leaving that employer and I got a part-time job working somewhere else, um, much less hours. Long story short, I ended up getting pregnant with my son. Um, and I was going to have three kids under the age of two. And at this point, it really just didn't make sense mentally, financially, emotionally for me to like even be commuting to this part-time job and trying to take care of three kids now. Um, so we just said, you know what, we're fortunate right now we can do it without my income, you know, sure, do we need to come back some places and like make some changes, of course, but I felt and my husband felt it was really important for me to be present for my twins and my third baby coming in for like my health and everybody else's. So that's when I took the leap. And I said, you know, I'm gonna look into sleep coaching, doing something that I'm passionate about that I've had an interest in. So I started um, a course while I was pregnant, Um, finished it after 
And, um, you know, we started working together shortly after that. Um, but I want to hear about you. I want to hear about how you went back, but then you stopped working to tell me a little bit about how that happened. Yes. So I was in it for the long run. I'm just one of those people who has had a job since I was 16, very independent in that I just always was working. It was just very important to me. I had a great work ethic. Although I never really made much money, like I wasn't interested in going into management, for example, I didn't love my job. It just, it was a job. That's how I felt. But at the same time, I understood the financial benefits for me to continue working. I was holding the family's um, health insurance. I was contributing significant amounts of money to my 401k, for example. So when I looked at, you know, you're, you're going to, get a spreadsheet if you're a spreadsheet person and you're going to say, what's, you're going to make a list. What outweighs what? And so for us, and I did not feel it in my bones that I was a stay at home mom. Like, I'm just going to, here I am. I'll, I'll hold up the sign on the street. Like Mm -hmm. I'm okay saying that. Like it just didn't feel like my calling. And I really felt more human, more just uh, like myself if I was going to work, if that makes sense. That makes total sense. Yeah. So um, let's see. I went back and my twins were born in 2017. So I did the things, you know, I would pack a gym bag. I had, you know, I stopped pumping at six months. So that was kind of like a non-issue after that. But yeah, it was just like in my routine, right? Like, uh, and, and we can talk more about marriage. Woo-hoo. When I was working, my husband was, uh, we were more like 50-50 caregivers. I, I'm sure somebody can relate to this versus being a stay-at-home mom, for example, where a lot of that falls onto the parent that's staying home. And that definitely changed for us when I stopped working. Um, but we were a good team, right? We had care in, in home. My twins finally got accepted to daycare at 15 months. And let me think, they were about two years old and the pandemic hit, right? And we couldn't go to work. So I was working from home full time from about March to um, Memorial Day. I remember uh, and I, I worked in marketing. Primarily, I set up and handled trade shows. So there was no trade shows happening during right. the pandemic, mm-hmm. right? But I felt confident that I had been there nine years. I had just been promoted. So they were going to make it work, right? So I come back from uh, like Memorial Day break and I got on a Zoom and just like got let go. And I don't wish that on anybody. It was such a shock. I mean, as loyal as I was, it just really, really hurt. I'm a sensitive person and I hate to be blindsided by anything. And so it was a big, big pill to swallow. But meanwhile, so during that time, I had already become certified because I've shared this story a million times, but I became a sleep consultant because I was so dang tired. And I was like, this is not the way it should be. If we want to find sleep, we should be able to find it. So I sort of self-taught myself in 2018-ish when my kids were like babies. I literally spent like my bedtime wind down on like sleep forums. Like I, mm-hmm. you know how it is. Like we just love it. Like I've done that. I've totally done that. <laughs> so no shame. <laughs> 
and it, it, it wasn't even like I was looking for advice. I was giving advice, you know, I was like, oh, if you just do this, that, whatever, like, uh, and my husband's like, wow, you really, really like this. And I was like helping friends on Facebook, family, et cetera. And he's like, if you love this, you should look into becoming certified, like opening up a business. And so thankfully I had done that. So I was sort of sleep coaching and working full-time. Like that's Mm -hmm. what I was doing. I was very busy. And so when the pandemic happened and I got let go, he was like, let's do this. Like, I want you to do this. I want you to explore your passion. Re-entering the workforce seemed just really overwhelming. I I live like 20 minutes from St. Louis, but I wasn't working in St. Louis. um, So I was able to have that easy 20 minute commute. If you work in St. Louis from where I live, we're talking about an hour in the car plus every day. And I wasn't willing to sacrifice, like you said, that time away from my kids. It's a lot. It's very stressful, especially when you're commuting. It's like you're not doing anything. I feel like I wasn't being productive. Just, I know it's wasted time, right? Exactly. And, you you know, it, I, I, I felt like it gave me so much anxiety. It would take me like not not lying like 40 minutes from like work to the gym. And then by that time, you're like hungry and it just it, nothing felt easy. I know there's plenty of mamas who are going to listen to this and be like, girl, that's my like, that's my day, you know, every night get up at five and I don't get home till, you know, I, I totally understand it. It's just, it's hard. And I'll just say that what happened to me was just sort of fate or like something, you know, I I'm really sort of thankful for it looking back, but in the moment it was a big deal for sure. So that's sort of how my career outside tweet dreams um, ended. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, things happen for a reason like that. We don't know why and how, but Every path leads us to where we need to be. I kind of, you know, believe that. Um, That's how I live my life. So, you know, that's very emotional. I can't believe that, you know, that happened to you in that regard with the pandemic and having twins. That must have just felt like so much. Um, Yeah. Well, we hope you enjoyed listening. I know lots of you can relate to going back to work, trying to decide if it's the right fit for your family, how to find care. I know we'll talk about maybe caregivers for twins in general and like how that looks different for daycare, nannies, in-home daycares, staying home. Those are big, big factors, you know, when when you're choosing like the, the direction for your family. So thank you for listening today. Always great chatting, Selena, and we'll catch you guys next time. Yeah, thank you so much, everyone. Bye. If you liked this episode and conversation, be sure to leave a review or rating. Share it with a friend on social media or a family member. It's our goal to reach as many parents of multiples and singletons alike. You're not alone in your parenting journey. If you'd like to hear about a specific topic or have an episode idea, please feel free to message us. We're here to help.